This is the Glisten Up Podcast. And we are Megan and Brad. Welcome to our show. Hey, boo. Hey. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Good. I ju- I'm just seeing you kind of for the first time-ish after work. We had a morning, though. Oh, my God. That was today. It was. <laughs> we, you biked. I walked both on our instruments in the house. <laughs> Ate breakfast while we walked. Yep. Right great here morning. at the table. That was a good, good routine. Morning. That was a good routine. After a lazy so we're doing Sunday. we're doing well with our routine. Yesterday was a lazy Sunday, and I was telling you like, I have to let go a little bit because, like Sunday yesterday, we allowed ourselves to be lazy and chill and like eat chicken wings and pancakes and like have a Sunday. And in the back of my mind, I was getting a little anxious, like oh, I should be doing something, and I just really want to let that go. Yeah, I'm your best influence there since I ate five pounds of chicken wings and took you to a diner to eat you did. diner food. You so did influence me. I'm your Sunday go-to there. Which is good. Yeah, you are my Sunday go-to. So thanks for that because I definitely needed it. I woke up and I was like, I made celery juice. We have a new juicer. I was like, oh my gosh, like we're doing it. Like three months till the wedding. I'm going to the gym. And then... Um, you wanted to go to the diner and I'm actually so glad because it is about living your life. This is, this was a life lesson for me. And And you can see the difference between making pancakes at home and going to a nice old school, authentic diner, right? Yes, I can. The pancakes just taste better when you're in that environment. And we get to sit and talk to each other. Whereas sometimes when we're like making food, we make it, I eat it, then you eat it. And it's just like not the same Correct. Yeah. So it's really nice. That was really nice. Thanks for that Sunday. And always it, a diner guy. Yeah. I think I'll always enjoy checking out a local diner. Yeah. yeah. We went to Steve's. Steve's. <laughs> yeah. Could work uh, on the name. Interesting there. diner. It was like literally one room. <laughs> yeah, just a box. It was hilarious. I don't know. No, like uh, bar stools like a typical diner has. You know, yeah. that has that. Didn't have that. But nice booths. Nice booths. So update on the Kindle real quick. I got it, set it up, and wanted to get my first book, and it costs money. (laughs) Oh, wow. So you have to buy the book to buy the book? Yeah, and I, like, didn't realize. I know people with the Kindle are probably laughing at me, but so there is an app that um, Michaela shared, a listener shared with us called Libby. So I'm really excited to download it after this, and I guess you can get free books off there. So mm. that might be a hack for people. Maybe all you Kindlers are like, we know this. But any tips, any Kindle tips come my way. I only bought one book. It's an Emily Henry book. It's the people we meet on vacation. Just because like, I'm a very much a beach read girl at the moment. Mm. Just a light read to get me out of my day, to get me winded down. So if you have any beach reads, I'm focused on Emily Henry. I did read Book Lovers, and now I'm on to the the next one. So... Yeah, but I'm excited to check out Libby, and I'm loving the Kindle. When you were younger, did you ever go to the public library and yeah. rent out books? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was a huge... Forgot about that for a hot minute, that we could literally go down the street and get a public library card. I agree. However, the point of the Kindle was to not <laughs> slump around. I remember I had a library bag. It had a dog on it. I would bring, like, a million pounds of books home and read them all. 
There's like, a cool process to going to the library, like dropping off old books. Okay, you're and, just an old school guy in every aspect. Can you have one new school thing that you like can get on board with? Let's think. Analyze my life for a second. What's one new school thing? No, you have the freaking old. My car. My car's new school age. Okay. What else? Keep going. No, I can't think of any because you're just like you have the the peddler instead of obviously it's fine, but like mm-hmm. you didn't get a Peloton, you got like a a little bike with pedals. Cool. Um, you don't like the Kindle. We go to the diner. Like it's all. I like these things. I'm just saying. You're, I think it's the beauty you're very in the process. Old school. The be- but there's even more old school that you could like go back. But I like the beauty in the process of the library, the diner. I just don't have time. Yes, you do. I don't have time to go to... I would rather not spend my time going to the library. Didn't you feel great cooking dinner tonight? Yes. Because you went through the process? That is an update. See? Certain things, let's say. (laughs) But also, like, if that's your hobby and you, like, all you do for your hobby is, like, go to the library and get books, I get it. But you can't... If you spend all your time... It doesn't have to be a hobby. I'm just saying, if you spend all your time luxuriously doing the things that... Like our parents said, like we don't have time with our lifestyle to do all of those things. Go to the library, get your groceries, cook dinner every night, like do the things. I agree. Like, There's points to cut. That's what cut I'm just corners saying. A little bit. Yeah, like, but I get that you like to enjoy that stuff. I just simply, as a business owner, don't have. Time. Oh, you use the business owner on me there. Nice, nice. Yeah. <laughs> However, my new hack. Hello, Hello Fresh. Fresh. Okay, totally not sponsored. Use my code for 20%. <laughs> totally not sponsored. I don't have a code. Um, and also like, okay, so they always send us 16 free meals. I don't think you can use them if you've already like, Wait, I've tried 16. to- Wait, 16, what did we just get four? Yeah, but they say you get 16 free meals, but it's like over time. So for example, I think we paid like $30 for four meals, which is so good for the two of us. But then you- it like increases in price your next shipment, but you get a little money off. So at, at some point- They definitely have it worked out where yeah, they're making so like money. Yeah, so like at some point it ends up to 16 free meals, but you it, you can't use it all at once. Like you're still paying. Yeah. And is, it's there, a, is there a podcast or anything on HelloFresh? How that- Maybe. Yeah. No, uh, maybe like, you mean like an NPR, how I built this? Yeah, like something like yeah. that. Yeah. I, I love HelloFresh. Uh, so tonight, last night I made Brad- um, pork and it was with spicy mayo and rice mm-hmm. and then tonight i made zucchini ravioli and it was so freaking good and it's just a reminder that i need to get back on my back lol i never was on my cooking but i just i'm so lazy with it and i just it feels so good to eat a hearty dinner i think you like it because it gives you specific instructions to follow and that's a good way to maybe it's a gateway into cooking more for me it was like experimenting and a lot of trial and error without a ton of follow i would look stuff up online so i like that more than just the hello fresh but i i do enjoy at the end of it how it all comes together you're kind of just like making it you're going you're following the steps and then all of a sudden you look at it, you're like oh i have a meal i feel like that happened to you tonight yeah, I mean, I just, yeah, exactly. If you gave me those ingredients and you said make <laughs> something, up, yeah. I wouldn't know. But that piece of paper that t- gives you the one through six steps yeah. is why I make it. And then you don't see it till the very end. You're like, oh, wait, now I have a full meal. Yeah, no, yeah. it's awesome. So I like HelloFresh. We get 
the the sneaky thing about that too is like it has you at least our plan on weekly subscriptions so like we got four meals for $30 this week. I was like, amazing. And then I just got an email saying, oh, your subscription, you've you've just paid $60. Oh, wow. So now it's like we're getting an order because I forgot to like pause the subscription. Wait, can we talk about subscriptions? Because I think I mentioned you this morning. I had to, I unsubscribed from like 15 email chains yeah. this morning. I probably have another 200 that I'm subscribed to. Mm-hmm based off of putting information in or at something I wrote my email address down, that is wild. How, like, you are saved on so many different email mm-hmm. lists and chains. And, like, I can't remember the last time I really opened one. I was like, oh, Groupon. I'm always going to look at these ones. Right. Like, I can't tell you the last time. Maybe people do, and that's well, great. Well, as long as you're subscribed to the Glisten newsletter, you're fine. I was going to say, some informational and, like, educational stuff I do read through. Yeah. But, like, the general promo ones that are just random. I know. There's so many. So many? I think, oh like, gosh. maybe... The I, funniest, too, is when you press, uh, press unsubscribe and it goes to the list and you have to check off, like, 20 things, not to send. You can't just do all, so they try right. and get you. So funny. Yeah. Um, I would say, like, a tip is, like, to just make an email for all of that just for subscription, like, right. like email subscriptions, but it is very, like, type A tedious to, yeah. to well, get Google to Google does that. a good job at, like, dividing it out. Google? Yeah. Like, Gmail does a really oh, good yeah. job at, like, dividing out the promotions versus, like, ones that you actually need to look at. But, yeah, that was bonkers. There is stuff now that look looks up, like, saved accounts like online accounts that you've created and mm-hmm. able to delete them because your information is just like out there randomly because oh you like gosh, created yeah. a login or password someplace and typed in your information and you completely forgot about it. Think how many times you've done that. So there's stuff now that you can track all that and like hopefully delete it. Oh yeah, it. I heard there's an app. Yeah. There's an app for everything. But highly recommend HelloFresh. I think you just have to monitor the subscriptions um, I, I think there is maybe a, a way you could do it monthly or bi-weekly, but I was just charged for like the next week. So you just have to like be conscious of how many, I'm happy to do it again next week, but again, then for some reason it charges you a little more and a little more. So always trying to work the systems here to figure it out, but it yeah, is well, what were some it. life hacks back in the day when you didn't have that much money? How would you get by? Well, with meals, with meals, hard boiled eggs, <laughs> just straight up. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're a big rice caker. Oh God, that we can't talk about that phase. I know. Rice but, cakes like, are so bad. They're bad, but like it's funny that you used to, I mean, that used to fill you up for like a couple hours in New York City. I did peanut butter and jelly on a rice cake. That's what I mean. And it was soggy by the time I got to dance class. But it was like a meal that you could pack and was that a hack. Was, oh, it's so bad because that's not a meal. Yeah. It's not a meal. So we won't go to those days. But um, no nutrients in that. But that was like my hack was like almonds, hard-boiled eggs, and rice cakes. In terms of cheap food. I'm not talking about like my Yeah. I mean, hack. eggs are just a go-to cheap just food. Just like in terms of like cheap food, I would do like a green apple, almonds, mm. hard-boiled eggs, and bring it with me on the train. Yeah. I'm trying to think through like bodega definitely had cheap stuff but again so unhealthy like the arizona iced tea oh my god so bad that was like one dollar that was a dollar and then a sandwich was like two dollars so for three dollars i could like fill up and like be energized but it was so unhealthy and then 
I don't know. I'm not a big meal prep guy, so like I wouldn't buy something cheap and then meal prep it. I feel I feel I was pretty bad at like trying to get by with nothing. But it was definitely if I was disappointed, it was definitely like PB and J's just like fill you up and We get, did a lot of chicken rice and broccoli and barbecue sauce. Yeah. For sure. But like so many times breakfast for dinner. Mm-hmm. Just, to, just, eggs, just when you have eggs. absolutely nothing, yeah. you like looking. You're like, oh, I can make toast and uh, eggs <laughs> yeah. and cereal. So I'll just do that cereal. again. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I know. So. Yeah, it is nice, and like you do find your balance. Like I can't afford to spend. Like I can't do the. I love Sakara, but I can't do their meal things all the time. Like you have to find a balance with it. So I think definitely, I'm gonna. I'm saying it on the podcast. I'm going to commit to it. I do like the HelloFresh. I do think it saves money mm. because I don't get like, you know how you go to the grocery store and you're like, I'm going to get all this healthy stuff this week and make all these meals. And then like we order out, we don't use it. It goes bad. I think the biggest realization is that grocery stores or markets, it's a daily thing. And you you say like you don't have time, but five minutes stop at like the market is like what's needed every day for fresh good meals if you really want to commit to if it if you yeah. want to commit to it yeah okay quick pause to talk to you about my new nightly routine which is this hot turmeric drink from organifi i am using this liquid gold it's literally called organifi liquid gold it's a turmeric it's a spicy restful drink and it just tastes so good i do a little almond milk little coffee creamer which i use silk vanilla almond milk and then i do a scoop of this Organifi liquid gold powder and it is so relaxing. I highly recommend it. I've also had the greens. I need to reorder the greens, but um, they are one of the best tasting greens that I've tried. I right now have the Whole Foods greens and then I've used the Bulletproof, but the Organifi is like a little more, it's light, it's minty, and uh, it's just such a good way to start and end your day, both with the greens and with the liquid gold. So I have a code for you to get 20% off your next order. The code is city sweat. So try Organifi today. Let me know what you think. I think you're going to love it. Okay. So past all the, uh, routine hacks and ads that we've been doing, let's jump into, uh, the meat of the episode, which is, so it's fall. Was that a pun too? The meat of the episode after the. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I'm so funny. I played those jokes hilarious. ahead of time. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, it's fall and we're getting back into. I just like think it's like back to school, but yeah, we're routine. not in school, but like back to routine. And I've been hearing around the block just, you know, some people maybe not being exactly. This isn't us, but people who are struggling with their work or saying, oh, maybe this isn't the job for me. Back to reality. We've been there. First of all, we've been there a thousand trillion times. But maybe people considering a career switch or a job change or feeling like, oh, why am I just not there yet? Like, I, I don't feel like I'm living my true purpose. Like, I don't feel like I'm really at my dream job. And so we're here to just like shed some light and also give some inspo because like, not saying like we I always want to be better every single day I don't feel like oh my god I have my dream job my dream thing no I'm working towards it sure and I feel like I feel like we're both living our purpose but we have so much growth to do but our main my main point here is 
your first job, let's say you're out of college at your first job, your first job is probably not going to be your dream job. Brad and I have had a thousand trillion jobs. And so I just want to give some insight into all the jobs we have. I think this is like a fun little game. Mm. And and maybe this will give you some info of how you can find your purpose and get to that dream job. Yeah, I think the coolest part, <laughs> and we're all past, I don't know if we're past the age yet, but working as many jobs as possible when you're young. Yeah. And even if they're not uh, long-term jobs and it's like a one-off or you do informational interview or whatever is so beneficial for narrowing down people that you like to work with, areas you like to work with. And you can't underestimate any job that taught you something. So I'm going to go chronological order. Yeah, go. Okay. Lifeguard and soccer coach, Mm -hmm. high high school. Mm -hmm. What year? Or like what? 16, 17, 18. Okay, 16, yeah. Uh, Parking attendant at a fair. I worked for the Disability Service Center at SNU and was in a missions officer slash or tour guide. Uh, what else did Keep I do? Keep going. Uh, volunteer, I volunteered for a lot of different things. So I, uh, music festivals, I was like a volunteer. That, uh-huh. taught, that taught me some things. Yeah. Uh, my sophomore year summer, Martha's Vineyard. Nice. So restaurant, I was a, at a brewery slash restaurant. I was a dishwasher, busboy, and barback. At the same time, I worked at an airport, and I was a ramp agent, so I literally waved planes in. That was pretty wild. The next summer, I worked as a teacher at a charter school uh, for summer academy uh, students, so definitely students that were way behind in their reading level and math level, and it was a full-time internship that I worked for while also bartending and serving at my cousin's wine bar boom uh the next summer i think i took off or i like went back to coaching soccer you taught in troy no that was that summer that was the troy okay. yeah, yeah the next summer i think i focused on soccer a lot more but i ended up coaching soccer mm-hmm. but all throughout this like winter breaks i was a carpenter one winter break mm-hmm. i um helped shovel a bunch of apartments one winter break mm-hmm. to to make money that way I definitely worked for my cousin some of the time. Like I did, I did a lot of different things on different breaks. And then after college, I worked as a special education one-on-one teacher and then also bartended, went down to Columbia, worked in fundraising to start off, then in emissions as well. And as a soccer coach all at the same time while going to school, um, <laughs> That summer, I worked at UConn, pre-college summer. I was a residential director, so I was in charge of 12 RAs and 400 students. That was a crazy experience. Then I worked in admissions and fundraising again for a second year. I feel like I did something else during that time, too. Then I took the job up at UNH, which was practically volunteer. So I was coaching, but then I did study hall. I coached or I taught a class and... I don't know how else I really I just I did youth coaching and then I got my head coaching job at division three and then I picked up a second job as the director of a youth program while head coaching and then I came back to the job I'm at currently now while keeping the youth job I feel like I'm missing a ton yeah though. you are like I feel like I have and a, you just did so much but I feel like you're still missing a bunch a ton and I think for me, 
restaurant industry, um, like fairgrounds, uh, professional teaching, fundraising at an Ivy League school, emissions, uh, trying to think. Also in different environments, like I taught in either urban, rural, or suburban Mm -hmm. environment. Oh, at Geneseo, I worked a job at Dash, which was a convenience store and you worked in the food truck the food truck i worked in a food truck you yeah. did yeah hilarious oh my gosh you've done so much so all these jobs you learn different management styles you learn how to get along with different type of people what uh to say not to say how to just work hard and shut up and you'll get to a certain point where then you have some liberties mm what goes into travel like when i worked at the airport i'll never complain about travel ever again because for your flight to go off um a million things have to go right so really it's just building perspective and i think throughout all this you heard a lot of teaching in there i learned through experimenting and teaching and that's what i studied and talking to principals or teachers that that was not the path for me at all and that's what kind of shifted it and some other things happened in my life too that shifted it and i still use teaching but to be a a physical classroom teacher i learned through all those jobs not to do that Mm, which is so important yeah and i guess to seal it all up in in a bow right here is leadership for me and that's a big part of my job leadership for me is being able to relate to the most people possible and doing so many different jobs, you learn about different people and you gain perspective. So then you're able to relate to someone that is from this background or that background. So you're able to motivate them and lead them in the correct way. So those are all my jobs. Also, five years down the road, I don't know if I'll still be coaching soccer because I'm just interested in a lot of different things. And I think we can be very uh, Gary V here and be like, you you're just 28, you can change your whole life in mm-hmm. your 30s, mm-hmm. you know, which is which is true. I, think, I like it. I think you have to use the tools that you already have. Yes. And you have to build on those. It's really, really hard to just completely restart in a in a new thing. Yeah. But use the tools that you, you have and then build towards something else and stepping stone. On stepping top. stone always. But yeah, it started with, uh, with lifeguarding. <laughs> There you go. Well, I love that you said building perspective because I just think like that's the name of this episode. Like I just think building perspective is so key. Like diverse opinions, diverse jobs. That is how you get to your dream life, your dream job is being able to build perspective and like learn lessons along the way and like keep whatever you do. You keep like you kept going towards leadership through those million jobs, whatever you do, you want to keep going towards that thing that lights your fire. I also think I mentioned this in a previous episode, but the biggest thing you can do or the most important thing you can do is listen to people who have done it before, right? In those jobs. So you just pick their brain while they're in it. And the number one thing that stood out to me from older people was just travel mm-hmm. while you're young. And I took that to heart and you're talking about building perspective at a young age traveling and even now like I, we get caught in routes like you, like you and me like self-admittedly where we, we we don't travel and do new experiences and you got to like wake yourself up and make sure you keep doing those things because building perspective I was able to do that by 
traveling and kind of bursting my little town bubble and realizing there's so much more out there. Um, and you can't do that unless you go experience it. So I think traveling and being able to actually have the courage to go up and talk to people and like stay in uncomfortable situations in a whole new environment. And it's different for females than males, like completely get that with travel, like especially abroad. But uh, those two things, doing as many jobs as possible and travel, I think I'll keep telling young people because like, oh, what would you tell your younger self? I, I guess I don't need to tell that because I listen to what older people said. But now I'm at a stage of my life where I'm like, oh, I think I know quite a bit and I don't know anything still. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a refresh that I need to uh, aim at again with, with asking people still 20, 10 years older than me, what would you do or what would you wish you did? I got to get back to that because I think I'll I'll find better paths that way because I f- feel like you fall into a rut. Not a rut, but like you just talked about city sweat, like new goals, like you're mm-hmm. never really mm-hmm. complacent, but then you get caught up in just like your business mm-hmm. and you just build a path that way when like you could be looking at a ton of other things that actually help your business totally. and it's not taking away from it. Totally. I love that. I mean, I will travel the world tomorrow, sir. You just got to get a little flexible schedule. Fast forward when we don't get the most luxurious <laughs> places and she's like, why are we staying at this place? And then, because like, I feel like roughing it on those times, you don't need to rough it, rough it. But like roughing it is part of the experience. I would rough it. You We'd, would rough it? Yeah. Where? I don't know. Would it? Would it? If we're going to like... Late, or if we're going to like Italy, I don't want to rough it. I want to live my Italian life. Mm. I don't know if we're going somewhere else. Maybe I would rough it, but like, I enjoy nice, cute places. Yeah, I think it's a mixture for me. Yeah, that, you're a guy. Even if I have the money to stay at a nice place. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, so you're can you kind name? Of hating on me for my. No. no yeah. No. no I am. I am. Yeah. A little bit, but challenging okay Um, listeners back me up thanks okay anyways you had obviously a lot of time taken up when you were a kid because of dance and in college and obviously post-grad but walk me through the jobs you did and even if they were for one day oh my god she did have a job just for one day i can't she had a job for just one day i can't do what did you learn no, but what did you learn from those experiences where you just went for a day? So start start with all the jobs the, you worked. Again, this could turn into a huge, a deeper episode. Today, I did, we're just going to rattle off our jobs, but we can sit, share what we learned from each a different time. Um, my first job was I was a dance teacher because I did competitive dance since I was three. So I started like student teaching uh, for dance, like kind of like being the helper in the dance room. And then I started doing like private lessons and started choreographing and getting paid at my dance studio. So I was the dance teacher and a gymnastics coach um, up till my senior year. And then I went to college and I did three work study jobs. I was a tour guide. I was working in the dance admissions office. And then, so yeah, I was doing all the dance admissions and marketing and then I was also the what is it called the house 
house person at the dance theater. Like I would say the announcements and do the ticket. Oh yeah, what is that called? What is it called? The house, uh, house something. Because like it's the yeah, house is like yeah, yeah, your, your you seating. I can't believe I forgot the name. So I would do the announcements, and it was so funny because I literally did all the work study jobs for dance at Temple, <laughs> and like so I would give the let's say like a family came to Temple for the day, and you're like a dance, prospective student, kind of like you did tours also. Yeah. I would like greet them in the morning. They would come to a class. I would like be in the class, do it in my own college class, and also take the family around and be like, oh, da da da, like talking about the program and like, okay, we'll see you later at the show. Meanwhile, I like have to go to the theater to get ready to sell the tickets and they like see me at the booth. They're like, wow, you do so many jobs here. I'm like, yep, I'm also, and then I'm also the person that does the announcements. Like, yeah. Please, no phones. Welcome to the show. Enjoy the show. Then I was usually dancing in the show. <laughs> Three work study jobs. <laughs> so funny. Um, yeah, so the, that was my, I loved it. I love being busy and I love dancing. Wait, dance. when did you work at Hewitt's? That's what we're getting to. Oh, that yeah. wasn't yet? I thought no, it was like it was my school. freshman year summer. Oh. Because, okay, so then I decided to do Broadway Dance Center New York City program my freshman year. And I needed some money because I was going to live in New York City. I was 18. And so I was home for the month of May and I worked at Hewitt's, which is a garden center where we live. <laughs> Legendary. Um, which is a so Hewitt's Garden Center. My job for three weeks consisted of bo- making boxes, like literally making box cardboard bo- cardboard boxes and watering the plants. And I will share something funny. So all the different flowers, I don't know if anyone has experience with this, but when you work in a garden center, at least the one that I worked at, there were little, um, heck, is it called a hex code? Like a code for the flowers, like for each flower. Yeah. There's like a There's hex a code. code. Yeah. yeah, that you, yeah. And so there were a bajillion different flowers with hex codes. So when people would come up to buy, we had a really old school register. We're like literally in a greenhouse and I have like this oldest register he would have the manager had us memorize the hex codes for the flowers because if you're getting like a chrysanthemum and you're not getting a tulip that's a different hex code to type in it costs a different amount so i made the first day because i'm like i'm not memorizing these i made a chart with a high a color-coded chart and i think it was alphabetical order of all the flowers revolutionized of all the hewitt's garden center folks all the flowers and the hex codes and i taped it to the register like i hope he thinks it's fine like whatever so that i could remember and i wasn't looking like an idiot and he comes to me he's like no one's ever done this this is absolutely incredible i'm like i literally just wrote the hex <laughs> code so you remember the flowers anyways i i got through that job because i knew i was going to new york city did you make a total of like two hundred dollars and no i literally two hundred dollars go to new york city okay so then i danced the rest of that summer so i didn't work per se um i was training and then through college then i got my professional dance job working at elion um I was dancing professionally with Elion Dance Theater. Shout out. I love them so much. I learned more than I've ever learned in my whole life. Danced with them while I was still in college. We toured and did Christmas shows and spring tour, and it was amazing. For three years, I danced with them, so that was another job. And then out of college, I interned at Dance Magazine. That was uh, probably not my next job. I did like summer camps for dance. Oh, Abby and I did our own dance camp in my backyard, college summers. True. Um, we had like literal girls from the neighborhood come over. What about over. your day at Draft Horse? 
Oh my gosh. I had a day at a bar in college. I was like, I'm going to be like a hostess at this bar. Literally the whole day, this one girl like had no idea what she was doing. And I was sitting, like I had to shadow her eight hours. We didn't, we didn't speak. We didn't talk. All she had me do was vacuum the rug and what like literally scrub the front door. And I was like, nope, I'm out. I am not doing this. So I quit that. Um, yeah, Abby and I did dance camp, which was so funny when I'll have Ab on the podcast and we'll talk about that because that was a whole thing. I had like a million dance costumes. We'd have the girls like, like play dress up. We do charades, drawing. It was in my backyard. We did, Mm -hmm. we hosted our own camp. Um, okay. What else did I do in college? Do you remember? No, I'm on to post-grad. Okay. So we did dance magazine. Um, we did, I dance, I Oh, worked at Crunch. I was going like, to say, you've, to- you've told that story before, so you don't have to go back. Worked at Crunch. Three weeks? Three weeks. Yep. Worked at Lincoln Restaurante for, what, a month? That was a cool experience, as far as seeing another I was a hostess. And... I was a hostess for a few weeks. Probably learned something from there, though. I did. Yeah. I did. Um, and then I worked for a dance fitness, co- or like a private training dance fitness company, um, where I started to like dance fitness. Broadway Dance Center. I worked at front BDC desk. at the front desk. So I was like, you know, checking people out, signing people in the class. Babysitting, nannying. Oh, I did babysitting and nannying like my whole time I was auditioning and stuff. Um, I, you know more than me. What else? And then, I, I mean, my grand finale was working on In the Heights before I started, oh, my, yeah, own, before I started my own business. I was the assistant to the choreographer and a dancer in in the Heights, which was awesome. It was like a six or seven month job. I had to quit all my side hustles for that one. Yeah. And then through that decided I wanted to have my own business. City sweat. City sweat. City sweat. And I will say, just to wrap that up, like again, I was Yes, was some of it for like, oh, I need to save money and do this job. Yes, but I learned something from each and every one. And I really tried to follow my heart in terms of what I love to do. Like, Mm. I can tell you when I was at Temple, my busiest year was three work study jobs. I had two majors. I was dancing professionally and I was on the dance team. And I was never happier because I loved like... giving people the tour, then going to my own ballet class and then like announcing, like I love podcasting, like announcing the shows. And then like on the weekend, everyone was going out and partying and I got to like go live my life and dance with Elion. Like I just, that was so fun. So I knew that's what I love to do. I love to speak and inspire and motivate and I love to dance and move. So through that, I really tried to channel it. And someone asked me this on my Instagram stories um, this week is like, what's next for City Sweat? And I think me and you agree, like every single day I try to upgrade. Whatever that is, I try to be the, a better version of myself in, in all aspects, which is a hard thing. Like you're like, every single day I want to be a better version in all areas of life. Like, you know, you learn, you learn and you try your best. But I think it's... If you, whatever time frame you want to do, a week, okay, did this week I get better? Like a day is, is too much. Yeah. I mean, I'm just saying like when you wake or up. this month on 
aggregate this month, I got better. In terms of goals, yes. But if you're just saying like today I want to, you know, in what way am I going to be a little bit better than I was yesterday? Like just thought process wise. And I go to say this because someone asked, what do you see next for City Sweat? And I just like City Sweat see so much more than just a class in a good way because we have glisten up and and I want to reach people and inspire people through movement but also through like chatting and and like sharing my story and like hoping to help more people so that's on the horizon of course the class is never ever gonna go away like we're gonna always be city sweating and glistening but I want to add that extra layer and again it is hard because each day you're like oh I didn't do enough at least I feel this way I'm like I didn't do enough today but I think what you're saying is right like we're only 20 whatever <laughs> we're only 27 I'm 27 you're 28 and so I'm hoping that I hope for so much growth and so much like just I want to inspire and support people and I know that you want to do the same like leader through leadership so I think long story I'm talking your ear off but long story explanation is that we've had a million trillion jobs and Whoa. so don't be, and, and I'm sure we'll have more, but don't be discouraged. I feel like you and me did a lot of volunteer stuff too, that like we don't consider jobs, Yeah. but got onto like a committee or got looped into a student group or whatever it is. Like I think about student athlete advisory committee that I was the president of in undergrad. That was like a job in a sense where I was doing a lot of activities, um, especially like the One Love campaign, which is such a beautiful organization about relationship abuse awareness. Like I was a facilitator for those workshops and like help implement those workshops and uh, like little stuff like that. I feel like we've done. And I think that's, I know everyone argues against always saying yes, but when you're young and you can hustle, I think saying yes is one of the more positive things that you can do. And then, yeah, you start to learn old like as you get older or you want to prioritize and like finances really come involved yeah then you have to say no to certain things because you have to city sweats your thing like you have to do that and for me my coaching is i have to focus in on that but when you're young i mean you got to do a bunch of different just like you did you want to go host this and you quit after a day and it's like all right well i learned like not to do that or right i learned I, right. I took a lesson from that and um, I think for me, I've learned so much from just working in a restaurant or some volunteer job and you just, you get through it. Uh, and you learn a lot about yourself too within yeah. it, but yeah, work, work, uh, work a ton of jobs. It's, uh, it's yeah. a cool thing to so do. So don't feel discouraged if you feel like you're not at the exact place where you want to be. Uh, the best advice that I can give is to keep moving towards what makes you feel good what what lights your fire like keep doing those things maybe it's a certain aspect of your job where you're like well I hate this but I love speaking to people or like whatever whatever and then talk it may be. to talk to people that have been there I, I can't tell you how many times I've talked to either an athletic director a coach a teacher a principal and I just go like how'd you get here mm -hmm. and they say and then them, it triggers me of like for instance, I wanted to get free housing at Columbia in my grad school year. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to be an RA mm -hmm. so I could get free housing. So that summer before my second year, I went and was an RD. 
and like one upped it basically because the kid that I talked to that had gotten free housing had done that before. So he recommended me and I got mm-hmm. the job. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? During that time, I learned I do not want to be in residential housing at all. Yeah. And maybe I could have sacrificed a bit more and gotten free housing, but I enjoyed my roommate. I enjoyed where I was at in New York City. So I didn't end up doing that, but it was a good lesson to learn because I picked out so many different stuff from the training and what went into residential director. But like I ultimately ended up not following that person's path, but I set myself up for success if I wanted to that. So yeah. meaning just talk, like talk to people out there, just pick their brain. And I feel like we're too nervous or we're too caught in our ways. Like I feel right now I'm very caught in my way to stop learning from others mm. of like, and like it can be someone not in your field, like right. say the basketball coach, like tell me about how you became a basketball coach. Right. Like, well, how do you find, and then you hear their philosophy and they're like, okay, he did that to get there. So I should do something similar to get there. And yeah, I want to get back to that. So me you too. always you always ask, you know, what's your goal? Yeah. What you're gonna do? That that's the one for me is just sit down and start talking to people again and not acting like I know everything or I'm in a good enough spot where I know enough things. It's right. just it's just not the case. And just ask people. I'm also gonna take that too. I think that's huge. And I also love what you said about you could have like some sort of revelation or some awesome idea by doing something where you think like, oh, this isn't work related, so I'm not going to do it today. Like, I that go th- sucks. I, I go through that a lot. That is the worst. And like the book I'm reading is against that, but it is work related because those like informal conversations where you get the most out of things. But there's this like internal clock, and maybe it's the person that you interact with daily or like it's your own internal clock that just says like get back to work get back to work and it's it's a killer thing and i i people that have broken that and either moved to a different area or doing something like god bless or able to shut it off and shut it back on really well done by then and i yeah i gotta get back to that too so let's make those our two things for like moving forward in the next few weeks even like we're not going to give ourselves a time limit but I just really want to get to that. And like, yes, you have to have structure. You have to have routine, but we have to like block in those times to just be like, we're going to the diner because maybe we might meet someone at the diner that like share a story or just doing things that, that you would say aren't work related, but really in reality they are. And they're also mental health amazing for your mental health. On that note, I think I'm all done. What are we going to do tonight? Well, I'm not a Bills fan, but go Bills. Okay. I might watch some Love Island. Uh, okay. All right. Bye. Love you. Love you. Hey, listeners. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Glisten Up podcast. Brad and I would absolutely love if you could hit that follow button and leave us a rating and review either Spotify or Apple Podcasts, wherever you're listening. It helps the show so much. We want to reach as many listeners as possible and inspire you for your week. So share this with a friend, whoever you feel like needs a little extra glisten this week, and we will see you next Monday.